Casino call-in line at 405-329-9000. Live from the Buffalo Wild Wings studios, it's The Rush with Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas. What's the drink of choice tonight? Well, you know, I... I'm not promoting it, but I like some old cold beer. I think I'm going to have one. I'm not promoting it now. Well, that's where we differ, Mr. Pittman, Coach Pittman. I am promoting it. Five o'clock Friday, get yourself a nice cold beer. That's what time it is. Um, Football Friday, Tyler, by the way. We haven't. Yeah. Hardly talked about it, but we got some uh, some really good NFL playoff games this weekend. Um, that's going to be fun. A lot of a uh, lot of Sooners in those games to be cheering for or watching. So that's going to be cool. Um, Big hoops game tomorrow, obviously, hoops. where I'm sure the beer lines will be a conversation point on Monday. Speaking of an old cold beer, I um, do you think ownership would let me use the company card? to maybe stand in some beer lines and make some purchases just to, you know, have an accurate feel on how things are running up there tomorrow? Just, you know, just yeah. an idea content-wise. Sure. Just expense it. Put it on your expense report and uh, see if they'll reimburse you. How did you spend happen, $140 no. in beers on Saturday? Well, you know, stand in the beer lines. for the I had to time. Game. You have to time every single, uh, like, Every line, every vendor that's there, you got to go test how long it takes yeah. from from start to finish. Depending so. on how fast it is, could make my own uh, beer snake there in the student section. Like yeah. they, they've had for a couple games this year. Now, NFL playoffs, we'll talk about that later on this hour. Of course, this basketball game, we'll uh, we'll do that too. But it's a big weekend at uh, at OU for the football staff. Yeah, and I hope Bill Biedenboe's having a having a couple of celebratory cold beers on Sunday night because things went his way. Apparently, you've got – well, they got a big junior day, but they also have at least one transfer portal offensive lineman coming in. It's the younger brother of Garen Hatchett, who was here last weekend. So Landon played in nine games for Washington last year. He didn't start any games, but he played for nine, in nine games for Washington, and he won the Most Outstanding Freshman of the Year award for UW mm-hmm. last season. Six foot two, 310 pounds. He was a freshman last year. He was ranked as the number 35 interior offensive lineman. And unless things have drastically changed over the past two hours, kind of sounds like OU may be getting both Hatchet brothers from Washington in the transfer portal. So what is the um, – so that's the that's the deets on the younger – what's the older brothers? He Was he kind of a utility guy or was he a starter? No, he was a starter last year for the first okay. eight games until he got hurt. Then he missed the gotcha. rest of the year. And then the year before, he played um, played in every single game in that 22 season. Gotcha. So I, it, it almost feels like, and here's a guess for me, because Garen was the first one, the older brother is Garen, he's the first one they offered. And I don't know if they were a little bit hesitant to offer Landon, maybe that was a number situation, but it's almost like they view Garen as, okay, this guy's played some big-time college football we view him maybe more as an immediate plug-and-play guy. And then Landon will have that opportunity too, but maybe there's a little bit more, you know, th- this is a little bit more of an upside play when it comes to the right. younger brother. Yeah. Well, I get that. Um, 
Huh. Well, I, if you got one that started until he got hurt and another as a true freshman played uh, in a bunch of games and was uh, voted most outstanding freshman. Joe Moore award-winning offensive line. That's right. So, um, I, uh, to me, that sounds pretty impressive. And it, I don't know. I don't know. I haven't talked to anyone about it. Like maybe it's plug and play uh, that good, which I kind of think would be the case if you were starting on Washington's offensive line. But I don't know what their depth was like. I mean, you, you may, maybe you had four really good guys and one that was just okay. I, I don't know. But um, it's got a really good feel to it. And you address, you know, you get some immediate availability for a guy that you know be able to get the system and at least kind of be a stopgap and you get what looks or sounds like is an exciting young player. So, I mean, sounds like a win-win to me. I don't view OU's offensive line as the best in the SEC next year. I don't think that's going to be the case. However, I can get on your side. You said it a couple times today. Bow will figure out a way to have a, a solid offensive line next year. Solid to good offensive line next year. Yeah. Um, I guess there's no real, real butt in there. It's just like the past couple of years, you might have two, three transfer portal uh, starters on the offensive line. Right. You know? It's yep. been kind of a theme here recently, and I don't think this year's going to be much different. Right. Well, I don't know. Well, I, I'm, I'm fascinated to see what, what the final five looks like, who, who the, the final five that make it out there. Uh, look like in it looks like there's going to be maybe uh, a bunch of different opportunities a bunch of different I think some of these guys are are possible interior guys and tackles can maybe play both spots so I mean that kind of leaves you in a different situation there where you've got guys that can be a little bit more flexible move around like the biggest need they're going to have and, you know, they've got Everett there for center where you know kind of what you're going to get. It's going to be undersized, smart guy, capable, um, needs to have a big offseason, getting stronger and, and putting some size on. But I I think I think there's some options maybe the more guys you, you have that are available and can play multiple spots – uh, you may end up finding someone and being like, well, why don't you play center? Like, for example, Gabe thinks that they should try, and I don't know, maybe he's talked to Bill about it, but he likes the thought of Eugene Brooks at center. I like the thought of him potentially just playing wherever that first wherever. year. I, I mean, he's yeah. 24-7 no. had their um, – Last rankings update for the 24 class earlier this week, and mm-hmm. for players ranked outside the top 50 that made their debut in the top 250, no one made a bigger jump than Eugene Brooks, and it's because of what he did in Orlando against other elite competition. Right. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I. I. I, I just. I trust Bill Bebenbo. I think he's going to get it done. I think he's. You know, he's proved himself that even whenever the roster maybe doesn't look like you want it to look, he's still been able to put together really good groups that have, you know, 
Some obviously have been better than others, but I, I can't remember the last time we had a bad offensive line. You know, even like I, I would say that they typically play above what their talent is. Yeah, I, I do think there's been some times the past few years where you said, "Oh, they got to get it figured out and figured out in a hurry." But I guess to the point, they normally end up figuring it out at some point. I got a question the back for you. Half of the year. I was trying to look and see where these guys are ranked, like on 247 on the transfer portal deal. Yeah. Like, I can't even find them on there. The two Hatchet brothers? Yeah. Are you looking at um, just – Maybe these are guys that already gone somewhere. Yeah, I, because – and I can't remember. Maybe it was 24 – I can't remember. Someone had players ranked – players – they ranked the current players in the portal, Okay. So right. the players who have already committed elsewhere are no, no longer. No. But the younger brother Landon uh, was yeah, like yeah. top ten somewhere. I, I can't. Remember. I got it. I found it. I had. I had like they had the status of guys that had already signed or committed. Uh, Garen Hatchet is number two. He's the number two player available offensive right lineman now. Uh, available. Uh, there's another Washington tackle there, Finau, that's number one. And um, I don't know where the other Hatchet is. He's. He's down down a little bit, but uh, Garen is number two available. So there you go. Well, just numbers wise, it would be, you know, nice to add two more offensive linemen. One that's played a lot, and maybe the one that has a pretty nice upside. In terms of junior day, they're going to have what the number nine overall player, Jonah Williams, five star safety, six foot three, two hundred pounds. Kid can play. He'll be in this weekend. Uh, you might have Michael Fasusi, five-star offensive tackle out of Louisville, six foot five, two eighty-four. As of a couple of hours ago, it was unsure if he was going to make it in or not, but he will at some point. And then the number seventeen overall player, four-star wide receiver Caleb Cunningham uh, from the state of Mississippi. So if you get Fasusi in, you'll have three of the top seventeen players this weekend in, in Norman for that junior day. Interesting. Well. That's good. Dude, you know what's funny? A name I just saw? Nathan Rollins Cabange. Yeah, who used to play at OU? Yes. Yeah. He's one of the top guys in the transfer portal right now. <laughs> what, what, edge guys. What's he, what's he ranked? Uh, well, for Edge, well, I just it just reloaded somewhere else. But he was like, he's four stars, like the fifth edge guy in the portal right wow, now. Wow, how about that? Think, think they should run it back and go get him? Are you, are you that no, desperate just, for edge players? No, I just thought it was interesting. I was like, when I saw that name, I was like, oh, huh. Haven't seen that name in a while. That's kind of fascinating. OU does have the number five. They have the number five 2025 class right now with nine commits. Notre Dame one, LSU two, Ohio State three, Clemson four, OU sitting at five. And junior day tomorrow, I'm sure they'll go over to the basketball game a little bit. Maybe they'll get to see Red Panda. The best halftime show ever. Red Panda's uh, Red Panda will be there tomorrow, yes. How much money do you think she makes a year? I feel like I heard this a few years back. She's got to make six figs. Got to. It's got to be, let's say she works, let's say she works five nights a week. You think she works five nights? Let's call it four nights a week. Thirty-five hundred bucks, you think, for a halftime show? Yeah, I, that, yeah, okay. I mean, so you're talking 
that gets up there pretty quickly. I mean, if she stays booked up, I bet she makes, I bet she makes fourteen, fifteen k a week. The height of her career, she commanded five thousand dollars for an appearance, according to ESPN's Darren Rovell. This is back in twenty fourteen. Okay, man. And she probably you you think she like so she'll come in, she'll do probably do OU game then Thunder game like kind of hit the area. I think, you think she that's doing how it works? I think she's doing the men's and women's game tomorrow. I think she may be doing the women's game uh, as well tomorrow. But Double yeah, sesh, maybe like, you get a better rate. Yeah, maybe it, it tries to make it more uh, regional because she's not doing much during football season. Like this is the prime slate of the year for for Red Panda. Yeah. What, what a gig. What a job. What, what a, a life. Gig. Like, because to her, like it to us, it's like jaw hit the floor. But to her, it's like putting on your shoes or something. You know, it's like she's only done it a million times. It's got to be the easiest thing ever. Uh, it, it's got to be like perhaps the greatest gig you could ever have. Well, is she the greatest halftime show or the most well-known halftime show? Yeah, it used to be Quick Change, uh-huh. where they were up there too. Didn't like, he pass away in COVID or something? I, I don't, I don't, I don't know about something happened quick there. Change, but yeah, Quick Change was up there. But other than that, or not even other than that, she is the number one. Has and, to be. And, and if you ever frequent OU basketball games or even Thunder games, you've probably seen Red Panda in the neighborhood of seven to ten times. But it's still amazing every time you see it. Yeah. It's essentially the same thing every time, but it's still amazing. Can't it get doesn't enough of get it. old. Does not get old. I mean, because I don't even know what the competition is. What do you got? Like a, uh, um, you got like a dog chasing a frisbee. While that's fine and that's entertaining and could be really impressive. There's no way. What do you get for that? Maybe five hundred bucks. Uh, you. There's no way it pays anywhere close to what she's doing. Someone from the 580 says, what is Red, Red Panda? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> well, Come to the, basketball game, to to the basketball game tomorrow and find out tomorrow. Yes, you'll be amazed. It doesn't matter what the basketball team does. You're leaving with a story. All right? You, you will yeah. – an impression will be made. I don't, I don't think the crowd, even like Saturday at 1 o'clock versus Tuesday night at 6 p.m., you would think almost always the crowd at Saturday at 1 o'clock would be better. I don't think that's going to be the case tomorrow. But I'm still, like, I'm fascinated at this basketball game tomorrow. I know. Just because I do feel like it could really send the season in one or two directions. That's it's what an, fascinates me. Yeah, it's kind of like a, it's like an experiment we're watching unfold on human psychology. Like, what what's... What's going to happen here, win or lose, with this basketball team is, you know, we look at it as an inflection point for the season, but maybe they don't. You know, maybe they just, right, they've got good vibes. They're feeling good in the locker room. Didn't put out a good effort against Texas, obviously at home, but they've put it behind them. They're ready to come out and, and put a good performance together. And if they win, awesome. They'll do it again next time. And if they lose, uh, that sucks, but they're going to do it again next time. Like we, we build it up, but I wonder like what the mentality in that locker room is sure. like. Is you know because sometimes if 
if it's one of those things where they're building it up too, that's whenever maybe you can get in, which I think maybe was was what happened with the Texas deal. It was kind of similar in in some ways to that North Carolina game where, okay, all of a sudden we found ourselves in a situation where there's everyone's going to be watching. It's like the Bedlam game last year as well when it was a packed house. Exactly. Uh, 405, need to compare the women's beer lines to the men's. Well, I will volunteer as tribute for that. That could be my day tomorrow on the company car. Both home games tomorrow. Sean says it all pales when compared to kicking for chicken. Good point. Let's see if they can put like a dirt bike tire on that unicycle and see if she can do it out there on the grass field uh, in front of 85,000. Man, you have rude LSU SEC fans booing her the entire time. Yeah. She can make it through that. She really is a hero. See if you can do it while dodging batteries. <laughs> Don't send her to Lubbock, please. Don't send her to Lubbock. Batteries and flying tortillas. OU's a five seed on bracketology. I randomly saw that Nebraska's a nine. You know that huh. Nebraska has never won an NCAA tournament game before? I think I have heard that, yes. That is... It's wild, isn't it? That is... It's... it's That's stupid. Like, I, I make fun of Mizzou for many things, but for claiming it's a basketball school and never been to a Final Four, but Nebraska... Nebraska ball never winning an NCAA tournament game is wild. And it had me thinking, over the past 10 years, 15 years, ever since they started being bad at football... What is like? What is good with the Nebraska athletic program? Women's volleyball—they're elite. Are elite. they? Are they good at anything else? Like they have great fans, a loyal fan base. They have really good facilities up there, as far as I can tell. But I don't feel like they're good at anything except for women's volleyball. They're not even good at baseball anymore. They were for a short time. Are they good at women's basketball? I don't think so. I don't. don't feel like I've seen them in an Elite Eight Final Four before. That's interesting. I don't know. Let's see. They've got they've got women's basketball, beach volleyball, bowling, cross country, golf. Oh, you know they're good at bowling. They're probably gymnastics, soccer, softball, swimming and diving, tennis, track and field, volleyball. Um, they got wrestling. I don't know that are they any good at wrestling? They have re- I've never heard anything about their wrestling program. And not that I, I am in tune right. with collegiate wrestling, but I don't feel like I would have heard about Nebraska by now. Yeah. Baseball, they won a conference championship in 2021. Um, made the tournament in 2021, College World Series, haven't made one. They made it in 01, 02, and 05. So, Fair I point, Camo Sooner. They do have Jordy Ball now, so they will probably be good at softball, but... That's yeah. that's what it take for, took for them to be good at softball is someone like Jordy Ball. Hey, they won the NIT in 1996. Oh, nice. And they won uh, – they run the big – I guess it would have been Big 8 tournament in 1994. I'm sure there's <laughs> a banner hanging up there for that. But, they're, dude, their they, arena – did you go inside their arena when we were in Lincoln? No, but it looked awesome. Oh, we did the postgame show right outside of it. That – that place is in, it's incredible, and they stink. Don't ever win. They still get that arena. They're good at bowling. I I, I figured as much. Six NCAA championships, uh, 2021, 2015, 2013, uh, 2009, 
There you go. Bowling. We found the sport. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. 651-3439 on the text line. Stay tuned. Sound off any time of day on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line at 405-651-3439. Knippelmeyer Chevrolet in Blanchard, USA. Mike Steele here for my friends at Cavens Emergency Response. Are you prepared for the winter weather? This time of the year, we see pipes burst when we least expect it. That's why Cavens Emergency Services are here for you 24 reading glasses or adjusting to monovision. Here's the best part. With lens replacement, you'll never require cataract surgery. Lens replacement, the new LASIK. It's a major leap forward in vision correction. So if you're ready to see 2020, then check out the new LASIK available at thenewlasik.com. Oh, don't worry. He hugs me every time he sees me. You know, but the the conversations were always really easy with Blake because he's he's such a team guy. He loved being at OU, so he was going to do whatever it took. And and I had a legitimate point that, listen, man, for your longevity of your career, you know, a tight end, you got a much better opportunity. I mean, the guy's always 6'6", maybe more and I'm like look you know this could be great for you and he he was really good about it he had a great attitude about it and you know accepted it and went out and it worked it worked well kind of like we moved Lane Johnson you know the the offensive tackle and it worked out look how it's worked out for him and it's just finding the right spot and but then Blake was just so good to that Oklahoma State game he's on we're on our third quarterback and he goes in in the fourth quarter and leads us on a game-winning drive. I mean, just shows how talented he is. Fan favorite Blake Bell will be on the field on Sunday in the AFC Championship game. All 14, well, I guess the Lions would be the only team remaining that don't have a former Sooner on the roster. I think six in total will be playing this weekend, but let's start with the early game, 2 p.m. on CBS in Baltimore. Chiefs and Ravens, where mm. Lost City Sooners saying, been in Baltimore all week for my job, staying all next week as well. Any chance for a KREF GoFundMe so I can go to the game? Last I checked, it was like $600 plus fee. Oof. Man, if I was you, I'd go to the game. I'd hang out in the parking lot, uh, get some tailgating in, and... You never know how cheap those tickets get right before kickoff, man, or after kickoff. Or um, 40 60 bucks to whoever's taking tickets. Maybe they'll just, um, I don't know. You'd be shocked at how bad security is at a oh. lot of places and how easy you can just walk in. Teddy, that is so true, but it's most true at OU Texas, at least this past year. I, I mean, it yeah. was a joke. I... We scanned our tickets because we had tickets, and why not? But that would have been pretty easy to just to walk in. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, you could probably pull it off. You may not have a seat, but that's fine. Go stand in a in a concourse area, hang out, watch the game. You could probably pull it off. I know you can get into that football game for way cheaper than six hundred bucks. Baltimore minus four. The one seed, the Ravens, will be hosting the AFC Championship. Lamar going to the Super Bowl, or will we be talking about Taylor Swift for two weeks? Ah, man. (laughs) I think Baltimore's the better football team. I think they're playing at home. But? Um, 
I I always pick against the Chiefs. They always win. And they always win. So I don't know. They they definitely looked better this past weekend. Um but I I think Baltimore wins the game. I think they're the better team. If I'm if you're asking me who the better team is, it's Baltimore. Agree. But it's just hard to pick against Andy Reid yeah. and Pat Mahomes in the spot. I mean, that's proven to be true over the past, what, three, four years. Yeah. But I'm, I'll take Ravens. Um, there's so many people that really like Baltimore minus four. Eh, yeah, Baltimore's going to win this game by a touchdown. Like, too many people are on uh, Baltimore minus four. I think it's a really close game. Baltimore wins, but I think Kansas City covers the four. Three-point game or yeah. something. Field yep. goal decides yep. it. Yep. Maybe whoever has the ball last. You know, I do feel like if if Baltimore can like, establish a little bit of a lead and and maybe take the running game away from the Chiefs to some degree, I I do think that there there's a scenario where they could win and stretch it out a little bit in the second half. You know, as as Mahomes becomes desperate, like not whenever he's in it and it's tight. And he's got a chance, but like when they become desperate, it can it can get ugly on Kansas City every now. Well, and then. he's shown more emotion this year than That's I've, what I'm saying. Than I've yeah. seen him the entire year, and it does feel like when he looks frustrated, that's when the drops really start to mount for those guys. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Um, I hope Mark Andrews has a big impact on the football game. I hope he's hope he's fully healthy, ready to go. Like. All I want is for Mark Andrews to come out of the game healthy. Yep. Uh, like, to me, that's the biggest thing. And to score a score touchdown. I'll get greedy here. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I'll well, take I mean, Baltimore in a close one, though. That's that's where I'm going. How about the matchup of tight ends, though? Two of the best tight Jeez. ends in the entire National Football League going at it. Two of the best quarterbacks in the National Football League going at it. Well, um, no. I mean, it's really good in that game, but it's also really good in the nightcap as well with Sam Laporta and um, – in George yeah, Kittle. That's true. Mm. That's true. Uh, you know, it's weird with Kittle. It's like hit or miss with him. Not necessarily with him, but just like almost game plan wise week by week. Like some weeks they'll go out and Purdy is like they're throwing it to Kittle all over the place. They're throwing it short, letting him go after the catch, you know, throwing him on some sail routes and stuff down the field. He's really active in the in the game plan. And then some weeks you watch him, and Brock Purdy never even looks his way. Yep. It's weird. You talk about someone that if he would have ended up coming to OU, which he got the last scholarship at Iowa in his recruiting class, like the guy's probably going to be in the WWE someday, big personality. Uh, we were talking about most beloved Sooners earlier in the show. He that, He's probably that if he comes here and has a, a great career. What year – what years was he at uh, Iowa? Ooh, um, he made he was on the cover of Sports Illustrated the year they made that. So he was there in 2015 for sure. 12. 12 was his first year, redshirted yeah. in 2012. Was 15 his last year? Uh, 16 was his last okay, year. Okay, so that was his junior year he made, he made the cover of, of SI. Yeah. He had uh, – that's crazy. In 2015, he had – he had 20 catches for six touchdowns, 
and his senior year he had 22 catches for four touchdowns. Yeah, they were, Iowa back I mean, then wasn't scoring a whole lot of points either. I mean, that's the equivalent, though, at Iowa, I guess, six touchdowns, the equivalent of, like, 20 touchdowns somewhere yeah, else. This is Mark Clayton's uh, 2003 season is what it was like there. Um, I am definitely uh, picking with my heart in the evening game. Don't even care. As if I'm some huge Lions fan or have any connection to Detroit whatsoever. Yeah. I just really want the Lions to win. I have not seen the status of Debo Samuel today. Maybe that's one where we don't find out until Sunday. But he's not going to be 100% even if he plays. Give me Detroit to win by a field goal. Wow. Yeah. You think they can go on the road oh, playing I think they outside? Can. Yes. Okay. Um, San Francisco, I think, has the more well-rounded team. they got to get it together a little bit defensively. I haven't played as good defensively. Especially, as, like, it's... Think about their two edge guys. I mean, it is with Bosa and uh, Young. It, there may not be two better, like, prototypical-looking defensive ends on the same team anywhere. Um, I mean, they are, like, check all of the boxes. You got the best linebacker, inside linebacker in the game and Fred Warner. I mean, they've got a bunch of guys, but they just haven't been getting to the quarterback much. And it's caused them some issues down the field. Um, but, you know, I think the, the real thing is the running game. If they're able to run the ball against Detroit, it's just, I mean, they are pretty much impossible to beat whenever the running game is clicking. CMC's pretty good. Yeah, he is. But come yeah. on, just, just it'll, it, it'll, you'll feel good about yourself if you pick Detroit to win this game. Yeah. may not happen. Who cares? At least you feel good about yourself heading in the weekend. Well, we talked about Trent Williams winning the Super Bowl, though. Yeah, I know. That's the. That's why this playoffs is hard. I, I love Blake <laughs> Bell so much. I'd love to see him get a third Super Bowl ring. Yeah. But I've got Chiefs fatigue. But out of all the players left, I'd love to see Trent Williams get a ring the most because he doesn't have one yet. Right, but I also love the story uh, story of Detroit and Dan Campbell. It's all, it's 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 tough. There's really no. I, I guess the good thing is with the four teams, there's not going to be any bad matchups. I wouldn't think so. You know, if if San Francisco makes it in, totally capable. Um, Detroit would be awesome. Who knows in a one game scenario? I think they're 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 the maybe the least put together team left, but. I mean, they're playing really good ball right now, so it's kind of hard to knock them. A legit shot. 405, it says, sent this to Plank the other day. The Lions are one of only four teams that have never won or even played in the Super Bowl. That's a great story if they win, too. Yeah. Lost City Sooner. If the Chiefs did not have Taylor Swift, I might pull for them. Uh, 580, want Andrews to have a nice game, just can't go for Baltimore. Teddy69 says it goes without saying, but the team with the best tight end usually wins in the NFL. It's a tight end-driven league. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Who is the best tight end? I mean, think of the four. I mean, you mentioned it. That's – and you kind of got the young up-and-comer there with Detroit. And then you got, you know, uh, Kelsey, who's been doing it for a while, the most popular. And then – 
Mark Andrews and Kittle. I mean, that's a that's a hell of a group. Man. Might say Mark Andrews when he's available and hundred uh, yeah. percent healthy. Five eight zero says, "Dang, how about Mark Andrews? He's got zero rings." I yes, it's just we're on the back nine of Trent Williams' career here, so let's let's get it. Yeah, that's the only reason I'd be happy for uh, the hated San Francisco 49ers is if Trent Williams gets a ring. Also, I'd be interested to know if Iowa State fans would be pissed if Brock Purdy won a Super Bowl. Crazy turnovers throughout his career in Ames. They did win a Fiesta Bowl when he was there, but a pretty bad it's last coming. season, and then he wins a Super Bowl. It's coming. The crazy over-the-head grenade shot is coming. I don't know when. I don't know when, but it's coming. All right, quick time out. More from the rush coming up. A couple of segments left. Stay tuned. Sooner Football Talk lives here. This is The Ref. There are trucks. Then there's the truck. GMC Sierra with available features like the V8 engine. Final hour on a Friday, taking you into the weekends. It's OU and Texas Tech, 1 p.m. You guessed it on ESPN Plus once again. OU has a 63.8% chance to win the game tomorrow, according to the ESPN BPI. But as we joked yesterday, BPI has been wrong on OU games the past two times. Hopefully they're right this time around. Uh, I do have the spread in front of me. Would you like to take a guess as to what the betting line is? Um, Okay. I will say the line is University of Oklahoma minus two and a half. OU minus four. Four? Yeah. uh Okay. OU minus four. All right. I do not have OU covering. I do have OU winning 71 to 70. And by God, I'd take that right now if offered. 71-70, someone hit a last-second jumper, or, or no, what? No, I'm not calling for a um, – y- you know what? Yes, I am. Oh. JV and McCollum hits a game-winning jumper. Red Panda sticks around for the second half and rushes the floor with the students. It's a great day at the LNC. Yeah, I like that. Man, uh, I want – here's what I want from the basketball game. Well, obviously I want the dub, but I want McCollum to get red hot. I feel like he's – I mean, he, he hasn't necessarily been struggling, but it hadn't been coming very easy for him. You know what I'm saying? I think it would go a long way if he got a game where he was red hot. Getting from three, getting to the lane, getting to the paint, getting to the foul line. He was really in the groove in non-conference play, you know? Yeah. And they had other players on the wing that could really score. And I, I do think that's key, but you go back to – it's – in a lot of ways, it's not different than the NBA. You still have to have maybe not superstar potential, but still a guy on your roster that, if nothing else, he can go get you a bucket or get to the free throw mm-hmm. line, you know? Yeah. And if yeah. they have that, I do think that that's JV and McCollum. Yeah, man, he can't – have another game like he did on Tuesday night where he just has nine points on that many shots. Right. He's yeah. he, He's got to go take over and be the guy. Well, he can do it. It's good that they're going to be at home. I know he wasn't great last time they were at home, but, um, I mean, it's probably – it's – I don't know. I, I kind of feel like – you can tell where the game, and maybe this is a bad thing, I don't know, but you can kind of tell where the game is going to go and what day it's going to be like off of, like, 
how difficult it is for him to score. You know, if it's really hard for him to score and to get good looks and he's not hitting the, the open threes, it feels like it's going to be a really difficult day for him on the offensive end. Yeah. Now, I guess, I guess he starts hitting only... a couple of threes. That's whenever it feels like he starts he's able to drive whenever they're closing out on him real fast and he can get past them and then kind of collapse the defense and get other guys involved. But that three's not there. It feels like it's been difficult to kind of get the rest going. He and everyone else on the floor had a slow start last Saturday offensively against Cincinnati, but he did pick it up and finish with 16 points. Yeah, led, uh, that's true. Led all, uh, well, led all OU scores anyway in that game. But, no, for sure, mm-hmm. I'm – they got to stay out of foul trouble down low, man. It's too much of a theme with this team. Is you look up and Sam Godwin's got two fouls with 12 minutes left in the first half. That's why I was a horrible basketball player. I couldn't stop fouling. Oh, that was the reason. I didn't understand it. I, it just didn't make sense to me. I should be able to stand my ground to some degree and it not be called a foul. Like, in a lot of ways. Your, you can stand your ground and it'll be called a charge. You just can't well, destroy someone and give them the forearm shiver while they're going up for a layup while you're standing your ground. No. Okay, but I should be able to hold my position and not get back down. Like, I, here's the number. Here's, I'm not going to flop on the damn floor, okay? I don't care if I'm taking it the other way. It's not happening. What kind of – it's a really – it's a ridiculous thing if you can't even stand your ground. Uh, You can literally stand in the exact spot you started the play in, not otherwise not touch anyone, and still be called for a foul. It really discredits the entire sport whenever that can happen. you think that's soft when that happens. Is that what you're telling me? Yeah. Well, throw that in the same category as fake injuries all the time in football. Uh, pitchers getting all butt hurt when they give up a home run and someone shows some celebration. I can use that example and apply it to just about every sport out there. Yeah. Don't get well, me started on soccer. Here's the thing in, in college hoops. They need to call it exactly how they are. They don't need to let them play anymore, make it more physical, because at times – it can be very difficult in college to get the ball through the cylinder. So uh, they, don't, yes. they don't need to. They don't need to start blowing the whistle more and let or uh, less and letting guys play more physical on defense. I had uh, so much more football content we didn't get to today. That's all right. We'll get to it on Monday. Save it. Well, I, I'll, Save I'll, it. I'll do. Oh, I've got so much. I could do a couple of here. Uh, CBS grades for third-year coaches. Mm-hmm. Okay. Didn't we already do this? No, that was second-year coaches. Oh, this is yeah, third-year yeah, okay. coaches. Beamer at South Carolina got a B. I'm, I'm going to do the first three until I get upset about the fourth one. Beamer okay. got a B at South Carolina. Okay. Hype got a uh, A at Tennessee. Fine an with that. A? Okay. Sark got an A at Texas. And then <sighs> Lance Leipold got an A-minus at Kansas. What the hell's the minus for? Did, did, was it a misprint? Should there have been another line for an A plus? We're giving this guy an A minus for taking maybe the worst job in Power Five, and they won nine games last year, and they made back to back bowl games. Yeah, what? Well, a plus. We would have gave him an A plus if you know 
uh, he wouldn't have got his starting quarterback hurt and missed most Golly, of the entire season. It was Kansas. He took over a terrible situation. Yeah, and they didn't have their best player. That's stupid. Yeah. You're right. Good, good. I'm, I'm proud of you. Finally starting to get angry at things that deserve some anger. Yes, like Lance Leipold's great after three years from CBS. Yeah, that's right. I, it, if they win more than four games, it should be an A-plus every year. You know? All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Final segment is next here from Riverwind. The word is spreading, and the ref army is growing. Keep telling your friends and family that there's only one station for true Sooner 